Welcome to Bar 3's podcast, where movement meets mindfulness. My name is Andrew Ash. I am an instructor and the senior producer for Bar 3. In the first of four conversations in our Commitment to Self program, guided by Bar 3 product manager Franny Locke, we'll explore the theme of pursuing balance with co-founder and CEO of Bar 3, Sadie Lincoln. Now, let's pursue balance together. Sadie, thank you so much for sitting with me as we begin this new era, January 2024, the Bathory Commitment to Self. And I know for me, you don't need much of an introduction, but for our listeners who may be new to Bathory, can you introduce yourself what you do, and anything else that you're up to at the moment that you might like to share. Sure. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, My name is Sadie Lincoln, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Bar 3. I'm sitting here in Portland, Oregon, and in my attic. This is where I usually do podcasts because it's nice and quiet. And my husband's downstairs. He's the other founder of Bar 3. Um, We started this 15 years ago, and, and here we are. What a what a journey. <laughs> what a journey. It's been such a privilege and honor, honestly. I feel the same way, just just being it, just being a part of it. So we're going to dive into the concept of balance in our conversation today. But before we do so, let's break the ice a little bit. As this is our January commitment to self, I'm curious if you have a five-minute window of time, what action would you take to express commitment to self? Five minutes. Well, I think for me, a commitment to self is being clear on what I need in that moment. And so a moment of being still and checking in on my inner landscape. (laughs) Um, Usually that means closing my eyes, doing breath work, myself. I also have a practice of gratitude, noticing what I'm grateful for, and then thinking about consciously what I want to do that day that would make the day fulfilling and enriching. And that usually takes about five minutes, you know, so I guess a combination of checking in, plugging in breath work, gratitude, and then being clear on what's one, even one thing I could do today that um, would feel, you know, like it was pouring into to myself and, and make me feel better. Yeah. I, I love that you say that. So as I've been asking this question, something that comes up for me is so often in that, in a, in a brief period of time, if I'm committing to self, so often it's just do one thing, one thing at a time. And it begins with that checking in. <laughs> It's really hard to know how to commit unless you know what you need <laughs> and you can't know what you need until you commit to like checking in. Um, yeah, it's a really, really important practice and it has really shifted my well-being. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So five minutes, we check in. If we, if you have the gift of 45 minutes, what would an expression of commitment to self look like? in that period of time? Starts the same way, checking Mm -hmm. in. What do I need right now? 
but always some kind of mindful movement meets me where I am because it's mindful. Yeah. And today I felt, well, candidly, I'm grieving because my, I lost my dog a week ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, He's very old and had a beautiful life, but it still comes in waves. Yeah. And today I checked in and I did a 45 minute walk in the sun. I called my mom while I was Mm -hmm. walking cried a little more. Mm -hmm. I came home and I did yoga nidra, Mm -hmm. um, which we do a little bit on bar threes website, online workouts as well, um, to get centered. So that was exactly what I needed today. But you know, two days ago, I needed to go to a B3 strength class and feel strong. And that's exactly what I needed in that moment. So it does really start with a plug in and being honest, and then giving myself permission to do what is right in the moment. Yeah. And both, both of those expressions of commitment to self, like ultimately it's connection. It's starting with that connection of checking in, but then stepping out into nature or stepping into the studio or reaching out to a loved one to talk. It's that connecting to self and then connecting to these things outside of ourselves that, that, that nourish us and fill us up. Even though I know that, and it's a conscious practice of mine, it's why we are building bar three to this day. I will say that today, honestly, I was like, oh, but I should go work out. I I still had a teeny little voice inside my head that was telling me what I should do because I've been so conditioned around this idea of what achievement means when it comes to taking care of myself. I'm really quick to dismiss it now because I know better and I've practiced this for so long, but I'm so glad I was honest with myself because I truly felt so much better after that walk. And then, and then after the walk, because it nourished me so much, I did my, my meditation, which made me even better, you know, and I don't think I would have done the meditation had I not walked. So, um, yeah, it, it is a continuous practice honest and compassionate and also noticing that voice um, that's been sort of conditioned into me around, you know, what success is supposed to look like, which, you know, isn't, it's garbage. That That's not the truth. We all know our own truth. I think you really hit the nail on the head there. And this is why we are having a commitment to self and not a fitness challenge. Because when we are in the context of a challenge, there is this, I need to tick this box today, or I have these expectations for myself, or there are these expectations of me and how I need to show up or perform today. But when we are committing to self, it's really that practice of checking in and listening and honoring your truth rather than anyone else's. And that requires that, that I think a lot of times that's misinterpreted as that you're going to do something easy. Um, but I think the most important part about growth, which committing to yourself in January is about growth is stepping out of your comfort and stepping into brave space where you are challenged, where maybe sometimes you are uncomfortable. Like I was uncomfortable going on that walk today because my inner voice is telling me something else. Right. But I, I I stepped into it and I, I trusted myself. And I think that that's really important to think about. And I know for me, like even doing cardio or B3 cardio is uncomfortable to me, you know, um, but yeah. I know it's for me. I have osteopenia, 
Um, my mom has osteoporosis. I am 51 years old. I need that kind of impact um, for my bone to, to create balance in my life. And so committing to self is also committing to stepping into discomfort on purpose in a way that you will grow. And I think that's important, an important part of this. I love that it's not a fitness challenge and it's not about checking boxes. It's about a practice of self and being honest and of committing to growth and change. Um, And none of us can change if we stay in our same patterns. (laughs) No, that's if we want things to be different, we have to do things differently. And that is stepping into the brave space, as you said. Okay. So Let's talk about balance. I'm curious to know in the context of wellness or fitness or whether those two things marry or not, what does balance feel like to you? For one thing that I think is really important is I don't see balance as a destination or something that I will ever achieve necessarily. I will have these rare moments where I feel it, but the danger is getting attached to that and making that the goal because it's so fluid. So that moment of balance will pass and then a moment of imbalance will enter and then that'll pass and then you come back to balance. So for me, what it feels like is a commitment to a practice of balance. And that's really tied to a practice of self-awareness. And in my body, it's being self-aware of when I'm pushing through negative pain in the joints of my body, like my low back. I have chronic low back issues that I've worked worked through. And just noticing, oh, I'm pushing through some discomfort in my low back. That's a signal that there's some imbalance in my body right now, whether it's an alignment in my pelvis or my glutes need to be strengthened. And I need to modify in that moment to pursue balance. And, you know, I do think physically the body is a, it's a balance of mobility, moving freely and easily in the joints of the body. It's a balance of strength in the front body and back body in the core. Um, having that body balance is really important, but it's also an energetic balance. So those days when I need to blow off steam, I maybe want a, a good butt kicking workout, Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also days when I need to restore and, mm-hmm. and do some deep belly breathing and something more restorative. So that's in the fitness side of things. That's where I see balance. But my favorite definition of balance was from my friend Donda Pani, who is a mindfulness teacher. He defined balance as managing your energy, which you, energy is finite. We only have so much of it, right? Managing your energy proportionate to the people and things who matter most to you. And I think the most important part of that is a being clear on the people and things who matter most to me or you, right. And then working towards elevating those things in your life every single day and managing your energy proportionate to those things that really matter to you and not letting everything else swallow you. It's true in the body too, like managing what is the most important to me and my body proportionate to the energy I have in that 45 minutes, right? Building strength, building mobility, 
listening to when I need to restore versus I need to supercharge and being really, really mindful of what I need in that moment and then managing my energy according to that. I think all of that is a pursuit. All of that is a practice. And that when we consciously do that, exercise becomes incredibly enriching and fun, purposeful. Yeah. I love that, that you brought that back to energy. I think so much of everything, you could say everything is energy. And I think in fitness in particular, we can get really focused on the physical. And, you know, as I touched on before, like hitting this amount of weight or repetitions or like having this many training days or this many rest days. And like, if I do these things, I will, I will be balanced, but ultimately it comes true. Truly it comes back to how, how we feel and, and how we feel really does, does change how we, how we show up in the world. And that's, that's energy. It is. And it's hard. I know for me, sometimes it's hard for me to remember how I feel. And so when I hear that cue in class, like, what do you need right now? Where do you feel this posture in your body right now? Just Mm -hmm. that question, um, it creates that immediate body wisdom to even remember to check in with how you feel. Mm -hmm. And um, I think noting that is really, really important. And even more important is after class noticing, do you feel depleted? Do you feel more clear headed? Do you feel kind of more like sharp or edgy that day? Um, And just know, well, how did you work out that, that led to that behavior? And just that wisdom alone will help, at least has helped me tremendously to manage my energy proportionate to what I really need in that moment and and make the workout really be productive and, and serve you way beyond the time you're actually moving in class. Yeah, I really truly believe that movement is a is a means for getting to know ourselves better. And a big piece of that is engaging in that dialogue during after before just as we've spoken about it's such it's that checking in and movement is kind of, is that catalyst for doing that. So in preparation for this conversation, I checked <laughs> And the Oxford Dictionary defines balance in relation to the body as the ability to keep steady with an equal amount of weight on each side of the body. How would you express what it means to be balanced in body? There's different ways to look at being balanced in the body. Um, One is when we're at the ballet bar using it as a prop to balance, like in power leg, um, you know, on pressing down the base of each toe evenly, lifting up, bending the knees, sliding our back down that imaginary wall, lightly touching the bar helps create balance, helps create posture awareness. So there's certainly that kind of balance that involves the core stability, posture. Um, There's also muscle balance. And the way to know if you have muscle balance is really to recognize imbalances, right? Like a tight, strong chest, but a weak upper back will lead to slump rounded shoulders. Weak glutes, tight, overdeveloped hip flexors will lead to often to low back issues. 
So just starting to compassionately recognize those imbalances in in our muscles and also mobility is another another definition of balance in the body. And then the third is that inner landscape I was talking about, and maybe not as discussed, but I'm certainly keenly aware of it as I'm entering perimenopause, is hormone balance. And how much cortisol is rushing through all of our bodies these days. We're so we have, we're at a heightened stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're exercising in a way that all that increases that stress, it's not productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just notice if you're exercising in a way where you're feeling more balanced in your body, or if you're feeling a little more agitated, or if conversely, you're kind of sluggish and you're sort of piecing out instead of pushing yourself and re-energizing yourself. So I think that that inner kind of energy hormone balance is another whole world that's invisible. That's really about body wisdom and knowing yourself because no instructor, nobody in the outside world can help you on that front. Only you can. And it's also really exciting once you, once you start to peel back those layers. Yeah. I, I love everything you just, you just said. I find personally when I like just think of balance. I think of this like static image of a scale where it's, where it's level, but it's, as you said before, it's fluid, it's moving, yeah. it's fleeting, it's transient. It's not balance. I don't actually think is a level line. And something I've heard said in a, in a bathroom class before is balance isn't so much about symmetry, but harmony and, and these things. Mm coexisting rather than like opposing each other. Absolutely. I remember when I was a young mom, our pediatrician talking to me about nutrition and the kids with mm-hmm. the kids. And she told me to p- pull back and look at the whole week. Like, what are they eating in a week? And it was such an aha moment for me around this conversation because in a week, yeah, they're going to have ice cream and pizza and macaroni and cheese. But if they also have broccoli, <laughs> you know, and, and a fruit here and there, um, you know, and some, you know, legumes and, you know, rice to not be so fixated on every meal being balanced yeah. um, and to kind of pull back and look at it from a more macro perspective is really important and really fluid. And it's true in life, too. You know, sometimes you, you need to pull an all nighter to prepare for the meeting. Is that sustainable? No, but it was needed. That stress yeah. was needed in that. But over the whole week, did you then? maybe take um, time to supercharge your body the next day. You know, um, did you make sure to get a restful night doing our 21 days to sleep program, for example, <laughs> um, to kind of make up for that. And you look at it from, from that week perspective, or as we enter January, the month, you know, reflecting yeah. at the beginning and at the end and like, how did my month look? What, what practices did I fortify and enrich this month that led to a more balanced state? Yeah, that's a beautiful segue. So how someone finds their sense of balance, it really truly is unique to them. And I love that you just touched on before how it can feel really exciting when you have those those moments of of finding balance, but the importance is that we we don't cling to them, which is a big theme in my life right now, not clinging. <laughs> Um, do you have any guidance on how one might recognize this balanced state as, as we begin, we step into this journey of pursuing it? 
I think a conscious practice of recognizing it. Mm-hmm. So that could be, everybody's different. So, so I like to socialize things. So I'll go on a walk and tell my mom, well, I had a really balanced day today. I connected with my husband. I like started the crock pot before work. I did a good workout. I, don't, I just feel really, really good today. Like I'm kind of yeah. socializing all these things I did, you know, yeah. um, some people might like to journal or track it, um, yeah. you know, but definitely making a practice of recognizing it is very important. I do believe in it. It's like a gratitude practice. The more we, we note and notice when we're balanced, um, the more we're fortifying that into our lives. Yeah. Equally important is compassionately being aware of, you know, the next call when I call my mom, which is a theme, um, she's called a lot, uh, is, oh my gosh, like I was up all night last night. I drank a glass of wine, um, before bed. I don't usually do that. It, you know, I've really noticed that that disrupted my sleep. I was kind of grumpy in the morning. I missed my workout, you know, <laughs> The, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm like being compassionate at the same time. I want to voice this mom because it's something I really want to be aware of and, you know, make some positive words. So, you know, I'm really compassionately taking care of myself. And, um, you know, I think that is just as important. And I think it's harder to have the compassion versus the shame in that moment, but very important to be compassionate. Yeah. And I like, ultimately that is, the practice of balance, being able to go after something, but also be adaptable and accepting of when you might take a misstep or wander off the path or maybe take even steps backwards. For me, and this, this links back to this transient or fluid nature of balance, so much of it is this adaptability and accepting accepting where we are and that really then helps us to proceed more purposefully which then puts us in good step for getting after what we what we crave what we desire what we hope for i love that you just said that because i think that is critical okay so it's it's like being mindful and aware of when you're balanced or imbalanced being compassionate mm-hmm. and then courageously taking new action right because the action is important and that's when we get a little uncomfortable because it's like i could get in that routine of drinking wine and not sleeping and missing the you know that can be a spiral or i can choose to break out of that mm-hmm. and and to take action And breaking patterns is a lot easier when you're in community and in a community of support without judgment, with great teachers and mentors surrounding you who care about you living your best life. And that is bar three, 100%. I can say that with confidence that every single one of our instructors and owners and team members live for, for this moment because we're all living, we all love it too. We love this investigation of self and this requirement of living into our highest selves. We all are supercharged around that personally. And so it makes us even more, you know, excited to help other people do the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's good, hard work. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's the good hard work. (laughs) Um, So Sadie, I want to circle back to something you said just before about, our imbalances. And 
when we kind of like that static scale I mentioned before, we might see balance on one side and we might label that as good. And then we might see balance on the other side, imbalance, pardon me, on the other side and think of that as like not so good. And from my personal exploration of balance, I've realized that imbalance, there's nothing inherently bad about imbalance. Imbalance is an incredible teacher. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you if you have any wisdom or advice on how we can recognize and be in relationship with our imbalances. Yeah, there's equal purpose, equal purpose of moments of balance, noticing that and noticing imbalances, equal purpose Mm. to move our lives forward in a positive way. And I think if we can, and I'll say it again, if we I think as a practice, when you notice the imbalance, couple that with compassion and love for yourself and that, and that, that reckoning and recognizing an imbalance in your life, whether it's in your life or in your body, that when you do that, you can then courageously move forward into a place where you're going to grow. And I'll give you a very specific example that we embody at bar three in class. Um, And this is something for myself because I have tendonitis in this wrist and I love weight bearing plank. I love plank pose and I look great doing it. I've got great (laughs) form and alignment. Nobody can see the searing pain in my wrist. Yeah. yeah, I can feel that only I can feel that. And in that moment to, instead of like being mad at my wrist and, and frustrated that I'm aging and that I have these new aches and pains that Mm. I never had to deal with. But instead, you know, picking up a weight and using that as a prop. So my, my wrist is straight, you know, I, I modified in that moment because I use that pain as wisdom of what my body really needs. And just in that moment, it's a practice of standing up for myself and standing up in a way that's honest and compassionate and loving, and is going to make me stronger and not get injured in the shoulder is going to move my fitness forward. That is true with life as well. Like I'm having this conversation with alcohol in my own life and just noticing, wow, I've been socialized to drink like my whole life. Like, is this really helping me? And just noticing like, okay, I could have this glass of wine or I could have a sparkling water with bitters in it, which is my new favorite little mocktail (laughs) Um, and modify in that moment, even though like I'm kind of attached to the wine. Like that made me feel better. That's going to move me forward. That's standing up for myself and being honest with what my body really needs in that moment. Even though it's kind of like, I'm used to that social, social feeling of having wine in my hand. Um, So I, I, I think that the imbalance part coupled with compassion and courage is really a powerful practice for all of us. I, I love that. And we can, and this, Again, there's so many beautiful circles <laughs> appearing in this conversation as when we think about these expectations we might have or these narratives that we might have of how we should be doing or how we should be performing um, or what our lives should be like. Um, and it's that checking in and that compassion, compassionate 
listening and honoring. And we really do have the power to change the narrative when we when we do it consciously and mm-hmm. and mindfully mindfully and that can really just shift our experience of of our world and way of being and that mindful compassionate quality has has so so much to do with it and it's really it's not often taught in schools and I know. One thing that I think stood out for me from the very beginning with Bar Free is that we're teaching it in studio. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't think you can pursue balance without being mindful. The definition of mindfulness that we use that I love, it's my friend Kristen Fritz shared this with me once and it just stuck is simply paying attention on purpose paying attention on purpose. And when we pay attention on purpose to the people and things who matter most to us, we can manage our energy that way. When we pay attention on purpose to what our body needs in that moment, we can manage our exercise and and our movement that way. And, and that simple conscious awareness. And, And I do think that's Franny for years, I did fitness without paying attention on purpose. And by accident, beat up my body and got imbalances, but I had no idea. I had no awareness that I had muscle imbalances that was leading to my chronic low back pain. And I just kept beating myself up. I had no awareness that it was increasing my stress and cortisol levels. And it was making that hard for me to, with weight management, because my body was just holding on. Um, I didn't have bar three. I didn't have the questions and the, the thought process behind fitness that completely shifted and I would say even more hard on my health and well-being was my inner critic. Yeah. I didn't know how to manage that inner critic, that thoughts inside of my head telling me you need to go harder. You need to go stronger. You need to change the shape of your body. That's why you're doing fitness, right? That whole conversation in my mind was not balanced and it led to pain. It led to an injury inside you know, I had an eating disorder for many years. I had a really low body image issues. I had pain in my body due to fitness. But when I shifted the framing and instead decided every single time I exercise is going to be a practice of paying attention on purpose to what I need in that very moment and to do it in a way with love and compassion versus beating myself up, like the most profound results I've ever had, the most yeah. life-changing confidence building. Oh, wow. Exercise is actually something that I want to do now, (laughs) you know? And when I see little glimmers or threads of that happening for clients, it's what keeps me going. I know it's what keeps you going as well, Franny. Like (laughs) there is nothing more beautiful and powerful than sharing in that experience with Mm. our community of, of clients and now 185 studios. Yeah and our online subscribers and all 100 countries, I think, um, that we all share in this philosophy and this kind of mindset. And I don't know, it's like I said at the beginning of the call, it's an honor and it's truly a privilege to be a part of it. And I'm really excited for this month. I'm really, really having like this framing of commitment to self uh, for all of us to do together. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So Bringing it back to this month-long 
journey, which hopefully is just the beginning of maybe a lifetime (laughs) practice of commitment to self. I wanted to ask you if you had any tips, tricks, or tools that you use when you're at the starting point of something new, when you're on that, on that cusp or that edge, how do you set yourself up for success? Well, what just popped into my head is I just picked up pickleball, which I know is very cliche as a 51 year old woman. Okay. Okay, I'm an Australian. You have to, I know our listeners probably know what pickleball is, but just refresh my my memory. Well, Franny, it's the number one growing sport. In the entire world, okay, and um, it's definitely cliche for like midlifers, but everybody, I mean, it is worth the hype. I have to say, it's very fun. But I went by myself to Banner's Clinic. I was so terrified, and but so I would say courage, courage and trust. Like I just pushed myself into that place. The People's Court here in Portland, they had a beginners clinic. And I, I did pickleball with a woman in her 70s, a woman in her 30s, a woman my age. And the four of us, you know, perfect strangers, just had so much fun together. It was so community building, definitely out of my comfort zone. I was so nervous, but it was so worth it. And, you know, I think I, I really did help me remember what it's like to be a new client and that, you know, like studying, where am I going to park? What am I going to wear? Um, yes. Do I need to bring a bracket? Like, am I going to look like an idiot? Am I going to regret this? (laughs) All those questions. And I think, you know, just showing up, just do it. Just walk in the door, give it a go. It's one of those experiences when you're starting something new, it's humbling and it reminds you of your humanness. And I look at my son who's, he's two and a half and everything, he's he's a new client every day, right? Yes, (laughs) yes. And it's just, there's some, there's really, it's that vulnerability, it's precious and there's so much possibility that lies within it. And again, I think it can just be that, that reframing of like, okay, this is, this is that brave space where a lot of magic can happen because maybe I don't know the rules that I need to follow just yet. And I can explore some new boundaries. Curiosity, that beginner's mindset is a gift. Like to go in the pickleball and not knowing and not trying to act like I knew was a gift. And I'll never get that first experience again. And I I truly loved being playful and young and curious about it. I think we put a little too much serious energy into fitness. I always say when I teach bar three, one of my sayings, I'm sure other people say this too, is I'm like, it's only bar three. This is just bar three. (laughs) Do not take it seriously. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know, lighten it up a little bit. Be curious. Um, yeah, I love that. And I love that you're you're in it. You're in the experience of this new this new practice. So as you know, we're heading into the new year where is a it's a time where we might already feel our plates might be full and delicious, or we might feel stretched um looking at the year ahead of what's to come. So for someone who might be wanting to take on a commitment, a new commitment, but might already feel a little overcommitted. Do you have any advice or or experience that you can share about how we can balance this new with the existing? 
One of my favorite visuals for my answer is the rocks, pebbles, and sand visual. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I'm going to explain it because each time I hear it, it re-inspires me. Please. So if you imagine like a glass container, like a vase in front of you, there's only so much space in that vase and that represents our day. There's only so much space in that day. If you put in the sand and the, the sand, which represents all the little things you have to do every day, no matter what, like brush your teeth, get up, wash the dishes, like all the little things you do. And then the pebbles are like the the next things that you need to do to be a productive person in the world. You know, maybe go to the dentist, do the meetings, um, pick up your kids from school, like things that you need to do to productive. And then the big rocks, the big things are those big things that matter the most to you. When I was talking about balance your energy proportionate to people and things who matter most to you, that's what those big things are. So let's say your big thing is for the month of January, I want to feel balance in my body this month through the commitment to self. That is a priority, right? If you put that in last, it doesn't fit into the glass vessel. But, and if I had it to show you with a visual, this is true. I've actually done this. If you start with the rocks first, you put them in first put in the pebbles, the pebbles will fall within all the cracks and crannies. And then you put the sand in, it all fits in the same container. We have an exercise at bar three around rocks. We decide as a company, what are our rocks as a company? Because otherwise the day-to-day business will just, will just swallow us. And we won't get to those really big things that we want to get to. Um, We call them rocks in our company for that very same kind of analogy. And I invite everybody on this call, if that, if that resonates with you, Think about what are your three big rocks for the month? What are the three things that you want to prioritize and start with those first? If it means getting up earlier, do it. If it means taking a little more time on Sunday to schedule your week out, do it. If it means having an accountability buddy, find them. If it means socializing your rocks with your mom like I do, do that. Um, Commit to yourself and what those big things are first. It's a prioritization exercise. And it's really about, figuring out what the rocks are too, like what matters most to you and then try it, see what happens. I love that. And it's something that just came up for me as you said that is so often we think that the big rocks might be like the complicated because they're big or like they're, but those big rocks can really be so simple. They are. That's the beautiful thing. They're your core values. Mm. Another way to think of your rocks is if that fits within your core values. So one of my core values is being in nature. And so I have figured out strategically um, in my busy years, especially I did this um, to to plan out week long nature activities once a quarter with my family, because that was a huge value of mine. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't hard, but I had to prioritize it or it wouldn't get done. If you align your rocks with what you value, then it's even more enriching and fulfilling. And it's actually not hard. It's just a practice of changing your patterns and behavior um, to, to, to pour into yourself first versus everybody else. So many of us are like overcommitted. That's a big word. And especially busy women, honestly. I am committed to my marriage. I am committed to Bar 3 running this company. I'm committed to my rescue dogs. I am committed to my children. I am committed to the environment, the causes that I care about. I'm committed to being a good friend. I'm committed to hosting parties. I'm, I am so committed in this world. <laughs> and if I don't 
first commit to myself and do that walk and the yoga that I needed today, the meditation, I cannot give generously to those things I care about. Yeah. We can't pull from an empty cup. And now when I, when I say that, I think of like a cup full of sand and pebbles and rocks. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And I think we have this weird guilt around committing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is more important than any of those other commitments I just mentioned. Um, And yet it feels, um, you know, I have to remind myself, I have to let go of that inner critic that's telling me, oh, why would you, you can't go on a walk right now. You should be doing something more productive or you should be, you know, taking yeah. care of somebody else. Yeah. Um, just noticing when those, the, that conversation comes up in my mind has really helped me um, recommit and remember, oh no, no, no. I need to start here and then, and then I'll be better out there. Yeah. So Sadie, to wrap this up for someone listening, what would you hope would be their key takeaway? Or if you're not quite sure what that might be, is there, is there something you would like to say that would kind of be a lasting impression that someone might be able to then take out of this conversation with them? Well, my hope is that anybody who newly steps into our bar three classes and community truly knows, I hope a takeaway is it's going to be about them and not us. It's going to be about you. When you walk into a bar three studio, it's a container to give yourself full permission to take care of yourself. And, and we're, we are going to know you Um, and we're going to care about you. (laughs) <laughs> and we're, we are going to hold space for you and require you to be honest with yourself and to grow and do it in a way that's congruent to you and your values and what your body needs. And, you know, that would be my takeaway because that is truly my purpose and all of our purpose at Bar 3 to redefine what success in fitness means and that it's something that is very personal and enriching and um, very individualized and, and something that you get to own all on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've had that, I've had that experience and it's a journey of stepping into yourself and being in relationship, not just, well, yes, it's like, it might from the beginning look like being in this relationship with a community and a workout, but ultimately it's, it's coming back to this relationship with self. Mm-hmm. Mm. For our listeners who would love to keep up with you and have a little bit more Sadie in their lives, how would they, other than going and taking class in studio, how might someone do that? I do teach Tuesday mornings, 845 at North Williams. Well, there you go. I basically (laughs) teach to the same clients I've talked to for 15 years. So it is a little hard to get into that one. (laughs) Um, But I do still teach and I love it so much. I, but I love keeping in touch with people on my Instagram, which is Sadie Lincoln. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and Mm. Facebook and active on our Bar 3 um, main social media page and really close with the team that runs that. So um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to connect with any and all. Thank you so much, Sadie. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I wish you all the very best as we step into this era of commitment to self. Me too. This is lovely talking to you, Franny. 
Thank you for joining us today. We have a limited time offer for our listeners to experience Bar 3 Now for 50% off. Now through January 31st, 2024, get 50% off your first month of unlimited studio membership or 50% off an annual Bar 3 online subscription. Go to bar3.com to learn more.